0: In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up and part of The Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Smart Gear Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Smart Jump Ropes by going to rxsmartgear.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale 15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale 15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions but check that out Uh, it's a great deal in addition to that they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand if you subscribe to our youtube channel clydesdale fitness and friends podcast and you have a public profile every time we hit the century mark with subscribers we're giving away a brand new rx mercury jump rope and dave newman the owner of the company has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner so make sure you go over subscribe and uh, you have a public profile, and you may be our next one. They are an amazing coffee. It is delicious. Has different little notes of chocolate and things like that. Um, And it's really clean and crisp uh, when you drink it in the morning. Uh, But they have a light roast. Uh, They also have a medium roast, as you can see there. Um, We are so excited about the sponsorship. Uh, If you use Clydesdale 20, all caps, Clydesdale 20 you can get 20% off your order just go to upbeforeyou.com and uh, order your coffee it's delicious you'll love it <laughs> oh.
1: the back here your wall is cool Scott I like that what's that I'm with you the back your wall behind you is cool yeah with your posters and stuff I like that but you don't have
0: anything this is Clydesdale on it which is I've noticed well yeah. I have
1: too much that says mine on it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I'm not as a shill like Peter is. <laughs>
1: I got this. Uh, I bought that pull-up. It's like you know one of those pull-up retractable banners because I was like, oh, there's gonna be so many events. I better buy like something that if I'm ever invited to an event, I go and then the world shut down. And it was the like biggest waste of forty dollars.
2: I keep but- getting these ads on my Instagram for like a step and repeat to put behind you. You know with your logo a bunch of different places it's like when celebrities take pictures in front of you know they go on a red carpet event and there's a background it's called a step and repeat and every time i'm on instagram now i see these things and it's like someone's trying to tell me something i need to get one
1: yeah i used to think that your phone listens to you and then someone poo-pooed it and like said that it's uh what did they say it was that it was whatever
2: is it like
1: cookies or? Yeah, and what's your, what's the name of the thing where like the government can track you down with a number? What's the name of that number? Not IBAN, that's your bank. Oh, whatever your unique log-on code that your internet has at your house or whatever. So oh, if you visit, okay. like if, your if I, visit, I, IP, IP, IP address. address. That's it. If I visited Scott's house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he had been looking up, I don't know, like, mecon's for days previously. And then I log in from his house on my phone then i'll get ads for them but mm-hmm. chances are we will also have spoken about the fact that he's like oh did you know there's a sale on, on or whatever so then i'll go away and think fucking phones listening to me like it's how it's it's listening <laughs> to my conversations yeah. but um yeah i don't really give a shit to be honest i'd rather see ads that are relevant to me than stuff that i'm not interested <laughs> in i'd rather not see ads for like barbie dolls like you know it's not, <laughs> there's no relevance to me
2: yeah, then I, I just get concerned though when I, when I get ads that are super random and not related to anything I've ever searched before. And then I'm like, oh, who was on my computer? <laughs> what were they doing? You know, yeah, like when, when my daughter was young, I, I remember she's 16 now, but when she was about probably six or seven, she used to use my laptop and I would go through the history, the search history to see like what she was Googling. And one of the things, is the funniest thing, it said, how to get an accent. That was, that was what she was Googling. She was trying to get an accent. Just have, you funny a, have you got a son? I do, yeah. He's 18, she's 16.
1: Don't do that with his laptop.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. No, thank you. I already know, like, I have control of his bank account. And so, like, we have a joint account because I put money in it for his car and whatever else. And, yeah, he spends money on stuff that I can't even talk about. I'm like, what exactly is this? Porn's free, you know. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> you really don't have to pay for it, but
0: he needs he needs higher quality, apparently.
2: Apparently. He wants
1: to support the industry. He wants to support right. local business. Yeah.
0: He doesn't yeah. want it to go away.
1: Yeah. He <laughs> knows there's he knows there's hot singles in his area and he wants to support them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the best the best was when my daughter, who's two years younger than him, probably when she was seven or eight, had a girlfriend over and they were on his laptop. And Thanks they were watching something they should not have been watching. And I had to make the phone call to the mom of the daughter to explain. And luckily she had an older son and and sort of was like, ah, I totally get it. Like I understand, but I was mortified.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So I think we're off to a raging start now. Yes. Um, And I guess this is brought to you by Smooth My Balls.
1: (laughs) Speaking of targeted
0: ads. We have the testicular influencer, Peter White, with us from Coffee Pots and Wads.
1: I've got five of those. um, You know, like, hey, why don't you DM us and we'll set you up as one of our ambassadors. And it's like, what part of my profile has attracted you to it? Like what? (laughs) Like, I know I put up like loads of pictures of testicles, but apart from that, I mean, there's nothing for them to go on. Um, Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool to be here. This is I'm absolutely shitting myself, but it's great. always it's always good to be out of your comfort zone
0: yeah so um like i told you ahead of time we're just going by the seat of our pants um we'll get to know peter a little bit and then we're going to talk some game stuff um but i it's open to all my co-hosts to ask questions we want to we want to make this like the spanish inquisition and hit peter with as much as we can
2: yeah and we'll talk over each other as much as possible like we usually do
0: perfect that's what makes just, anything like usual. exactly <laughs> So, Peter, you live in what part of Ireland?
1: Um, the middle. So, like, does <laughs> I mean, there's well, there's no point in me saying the name of the town. Like, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I've been there like several times. Um, like the very middle, the very center. So it's like the center of Ireland. Um, probably one of our only claim. You know, One Direction, the band. Yes. Yep. You know Nile in One Direction. Yes. He's from the same town that I live in. So he's from Mullingar. So if you know anyone that stalks him, there you go. That's her. I've never met him or anything, but yeah, Mullingar. So it's like about an hour and a bit from Dublin, which would be the capital. And then like an hour and a bit from which I'd say Americans will find that hilarious. Though. I'm an hour from one coast and an hour from the other coast <laughs> mm. in the center of the country. Um are you, you are you in Dublin, Ohio? I saw someone who was in Dublin, Ohio. Who's in Dublin? Charlie. Yep. That's crazy to me that there's another Dublin. That's
0: funny. And it's a very Irish town. We Irish. Is it Fest. really? Oh yeah. All our schools are shamrocks and everything else. It's very Celtics Dublin. and Celtic, yeah.
1: And is it was that like someone I assume whoever like founded the town or whatever had some link to Dublin, i say yes.
0: I don't know the answer, but I'm going to say yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, you probably just had a huge like immigration population in, in that town is what I would imagine.
1: Yeah, it was the Vikings that founded Dublin here. I find it unlikely. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Dublin, Ohio, they take like, St. Patrick's Day is like huge to them. They paint the streets green. They like it is it's massive, huge festival. The second thing is bigger
1: in America than anywhere here, though. Probably like way bigger.
2: Yeah.
1: We get a day off and it's my wedding anniversary. But, like, apart from that, like, there's parades and stuff, but like, say they weren't on last year, obviously. But, like, Nobody really gave that much of a crap. Like it was just like, oh, it's another thing that's not on. Whereas, like, I'd say in America, it was like, what?
2: Well, we tend to supersize and over commercialize everything we can yeah. think of. So that makes sense.
1: Yeah. You've got
0: the finances to do that, though. Ireland does
2: True.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the only thing like I knew about Ireland is my favorite band is U2. Um, I, li- I read Angela's Ashes and yep that's about it
1: yeah I think the the channel the other way is much clearer like I know loads about America because like all well the majority of our television the majority of our film the majority of our celebrities are American so then we get loads of like pop culture from America and then you kind of find out other stuff as well whereas like You know, there's Irish TV shows that if you guys watch, you're like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you some videos.
2: It's true. I'm embarrassed at how little we know about European geography, too. Just, you know, and I I was the history major in college, and I think I'm pretty good at geography, but if you were to ask me, like, what latitude Ireland was compared to, like, the U.S., I I don't know
1: what latitude I'm at. Do you know what latitude you're at? Like what number?
2: No, but I guess like I. I'm above the the equator. Right. Okay. Well, fair enough.
1: I'm like halfway up.
2: I have a hard time with that (laughs) even within the US. Actually.
1: Yeah. I think I think we're in line with like I could be way off. Maybe I just shouldn't say it in case I'm way off. I don't know. I think we're I imagine us in a line with like New York because like the Titanic went from like say Cork to New York, well, it was supposed to go to New York. So you'd imagine that it was going in like a relatively straight line. So I, th- I just assume we're at like that height. Height is the wrong word. Let's move on from geography. I mean...
0: Uber <laughs> <laughs> sure up latitude
1: anyway.
2: So so if I look at a, I'm looking at a flat map right now in like on Google or whatever. Earth is Oh, so
1: it's accurate then.
2: No, yeah, exactly. So it looks like you guys are straight across from like, like Canada, like central Canada, which can't be right.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: And, and it looks like Portugal and Spain are more aligned with New York. But again, who knows?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we are. That seems quite high up though, but I don't know. It
0: does. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I would think that you would get to look at. way worse winners if you were that high up.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not great, but it's not that. It, we have no extremes of weather. Like, we have, like, Canada has extremes of snow and then, like, has, like, bacon. you can see in Vellner's stories, like, he's, like, acclimatising to the sun by training in the shade. You wouldn't need to do that here. Um But we just have, like, it's just very meh, like, all the time. Like, it's, like, dull and, like, grey now. But it's not cold, but it's not hot either. Like, you know, I wear shorts and t shirt all summer, but, like, I could definitely just wear trousers. Like it's not like not hot really. But then in the winter, it's never that bad. We usually have like two, two bad weeks or three bad weeks. um, where there's like snow and stuff. That's only like since global warming, like we didn't have that before, but that's, we've gotten extremes in that kind of sense. But like extreme for us is like, you know, all they needed is salt the roads. Like oof, it's getting pretty bad, but like we've no snow. I don't even think there's snow plan in the country. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Again, not sure if that's true or not, but I've never seen one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Should put a disclaimer at the start that like ninety percent of what I say is baseless. That's funny.
2: So, did you say that your wedding anniversary was is March seventeenth?
1: Yeah, same password. Oh, How
2: been
1: married? Thanks for that. Um, 1, 7, 0, 3, 1, 2018. It's my passcode for my phone. <laughs> I thought <laughs> so I remembered that. Um, 2018. So, what's up? Oh,
2: so, you're like a newlywed, basically, compared to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got married on St. Patrick's Day and it snowed, which was really weird because uh, it's like March. That's odd. Um, and we got married, and Ireland were playing England in the Six Nations, which is like a big rugby tournament. So, it's like Ireland, England, France, Italy scotland wales play every year and ireland were playing england during our ceremony and like afters so there was like most people left the tv (laughs) in the venue and came some didn't and most people did um (laughs) uh, our immediate families did which is always good um but yeah we went back we watched the end of it then and we had booked like a string quartet to play like you know like current-ish songs or you know like in the background kind of we we're at thing and i remember i don't think i'll ever forget the what's the big one the cello is it cello is it or the double bass or something like one of the big ones anyway and he had his music sheet and he was like playing the music whatever and i was like god he's really like focused on his music and then i realized he had his phone like propped on the music <laughs> stand, and he was watching the match on his phone <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no, it was good it was a great day and it snowed and I gave my wife a dog during my wedding speech, like a little puppy. Really? She always wanted a puppy. She always wanted a pug puppy. And she said, oh, if I ever get a pug puppy, I want it to be like handed to me with a balloon coming out of it. And like, so then I was like, OK, so I got her, we got a little pug puppy and one of the groomsmen came in with it at the end of my speech. So it was good. Yeah, it was enjoyable, memorable. Um, I don't remember a lot after that, but like up as far as there was really good.
2: That's
1: adorable. So, what's the pug's name? Frank. Oh, I love That's my. So we have we have Frank and Flo, and then if you ask, my daughter is like one and a half. <laughs> we have we're currently minding her parents' dog. Uh, the three of them are going to like the kennels or whatever tomorrow because we're going away for a week, and uh, so they have a big white like labradoodle called Bonnie. And if you ask Sloane, like, what are the dog's names? So she she can't really speak properly, but she tries. Like, so she'd go like Ba for Bonnie and then like Fo for Flo. And then if you point to Frank, she just goes dog. <laughs> so he doesn't even dog. get a name. <laughs> like, because it's you, like, if she did just one of the other dogs, you'd be try to fix it and try to teach the name. But when it's Frank, it's just funny because, like, it's just a dog. Like, you know, he's just so dog. useless. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's a little Think window into my life you're Um, having another baby right yeah in september yeah um or your
2: girl do
1: you know um we do know but i don't think you know definitely not on public broadcast um (laughs) i'm not confident enough that we are telling people to announce it um but yeah no it's um it's exciting um i've heard that the second one is easier because i don't word this property you don't give as much of a shit um no but you're not as concerned you're not as like oh god like it's gonna snap in half if i leave it down too quickly or it's gonna you know like you're kind of more willing for them to cry i suppose because you know that when there's nothing wrong and stuff like that um whereas with sloan it was like yeah there's a lot of eggshells for a long time (laughs) of like we're ruining her (laughs) like we're emotionally scaring her if she's crying for more than like 15 seconds oh yeah um but yeah she's cool she was rough at the start um like reflux and like sleepless nights nice and stuff but she's great she's incredibly entertaining and robust and ballsy and climb stuff and like we have a set of rings outside like hanging off you know a pull-up bar outside and she'll like hold on to the two rings and get you to like you know like swing her like push her backwards and forwards on them so she's good fun she's like copying burpees and all that kind of stuff um so yeah, no, she's she's got cracks. So if the second one is as much fun, but sleeps better.
0: That'd be cool. That would be nice <laughs> so what, what made you want to get into the podcast world? Um,
1: I kind of just I don't know. I just kind of had it was around the time the 50 was on um, during that sanctional season in two thousand nineteen, and Tim Paulson was over, and he came to our gym and did like a workshop for you know like a five-hour workshop or whatever and he went out for dinner with a few of us afterwards um like the owners and a few other people and um just kind of chatting and I asked him about the road climb event from the previous year um because he just had a stinker with it and I was just kind of like you know is it hard say like three days after the games not to just be doing like 10,000 road climbs like you know just being like but this held me back, so it'll never hold me back again. But then you go too far the other way. And like kind of similar questions to that where like things I had thought about in the moment when I was watching him and then things I thought about afterwards myself, you know, when you miss a lift and you're like, well, damn it, I'm going to get it. Like, you know, like you, you, it's hard to just let go of it. And it's obviously something, especially people those, like that breed of athletes have just some crazy competitive capabilities that I think we don't even understand, like to, to push themselves to those limits. So it must be worse for them when they miss something than it would be for us when we miss something. And I was just kind of chatting about stuff like that. And then he had said at one point in the conversation, he's like, geez, nobody ever asked me that like about a bad workout or like no one ever made me think about a bad moment. Like people only ask about the good moments. Um, and then I was kind of like, geez, there must be questions that I think I'd like to ask people that other people would also like to hear the answers to. If because I think a lot of interviews can be a bit sterile. It can be a bit like, I think you're amazing. Here's why I think you're amazing. Reaffirm the fact that I think you're amazing by talking about these points that I think are amazing. And like, you know, or else even worse than that, it'd be like, tell us what food you eat and tell us how you train and tell us like what you do just before you go to the gym. And then that's all that's said. And there's no, there's nothing there. Like it's just kind of, I don't know, they're like fluff pieces, I guess, where it it's benefits rapid. the, yeah, it benefits the athlete because they're being heard and it benefits the whatever company or whatever is putting it out because it's like, you know, the athlete's not going to shy away from working with them again because they haven't been asked anything difficult or like put in an awkward position. So, um,
2: it's safe. I,
1: yeah, I think I got kind of frustrated listening to those kind of safe, like interviews or reading those safe interviews. And usually there are companies who are, trying to sell a protein tub and they're like let's get with this athlete on and it's like you know favorite workout favorite you know those kind of ones so i just kind of thought like oh that'd be something that'd be fun and then i just said it to someone and i remember coming home from 5150 and like drawing out the logo um like roughly and sending it to one of my friends as a graphic designer and he sent me back like that a couple of days later and then it just kind of became real then i just started Reaching out to people, I did like a practice episode with someone just to see what it felt like. And then did a real episode. And yeah, it just kind of grew. Like, I mean, I'm, as weird as it sounds, I'm eternally grateful to COVID because like, it gave me access to people that I should have never have had access to. Like people who just had nothing but time on their hands. Um, And then like once you get one big name Domino start to fall because i've had people say oh well i looked and saw you had velner on your show so it was a a no-brainer or whatever whereas you know if it was like "Oh, i looked and i saw you had like you know pat from brighton on so i didn't bother replying to your message you know like the, the 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 big names look for other big names they look for previous um and then i suppose for me the benefit of it is like say today Today's episode I had like two Irish guys who run a competition, like a small local competition that they're trying to grow and you know, they're trying to make it into like a you know, a viable thing for them to keep doing every year and they're trying to grow it. And because I now have a bit of a spotlight, I can turn it on to them instead of just you know, it gives me the freedom now to be like, Okay, well, I I can have big names if I can organize it, but I can also share, like shine a light on these people who deserve it as like just as much. But aren't getting it as regularly as the vendors and so on
2: um
1: but yeah it's good it's enjoyable like I'm like never really thought I'd be as passionate about it as I am um and I kind of for the first while thought for a long time well this is going to wane eventually so I I need to figure out a way to put things in place so that when I do get bored of it I'm able to work through that and keep going and it hasn't happened yet where you know, I've had other people say like, oh, you must get sick of it. Like, and it's like, I absolutely love it. Like I absolutely love, I love the challenge of trying to get like people to say yes. And I love the challenge of trying to get myself to be better the next time. Or, you know, like sometimes during interviews, I'd be thinking like, that was so stupid. Like, what did you ask that for? Like, don't ever ask that question again um I rarely compliment myself mid interview except with when it was Chris Hinshaw and he every time I asked him a question he was like that's a great question and I was like "Well, yeah that was a great question <laughs> so I could barely fit my head out the door and then in hindsight I kind of realized like that that's a very American way I think it's a very American way to buy time to awesome. think of an answer yeah. of like that's a great question and I, I could have just said like so what's your favorite color and it's like that's a great let me think about that for a second that's but, a sign um, of
2: somebody who's been interviewed a lot too. Because yeah. you, you can tell like people that get interviewed a lot do that as a a,
1: a way for them
2: to gather their thoughts. Yeah.
1: Not Hinshaw, though. He meant it,
0: right?
2: I'm sure. Of course. <laughs> Always.
0: It's he funny because time. <laughs> I know you you got to have a full long form podcast with Dave Castro. Um, we got just a brief, Kat and I got a brief, I don't know, two minutes with him. And he. We were doing silly questions and he kept saying, No, that's a great question.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like would but you rather- I think he
1: would actually enjoy that though? Like he's because like, I wasn't sure what he was going to be like. And like for the for the first like 15 minutes, he was loading a gun in like he was like preparing a, a weapon on camera when I was talking to him. And I was like, well, if this isn't intimidation, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. I was like, I know, I'm pretty sure he can't shoot me through the screen, but like, you know, there's, I don't know that much about weaponry. But no, it was, um, there was definitely, I think that was like an hour. I had him for an hour and 15 or an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and I'd say the first 20 minutes, he was really like seeing right. what I was about and like feeling me out a bit. Am I going to like, throw a punch at him or am i gonna you know tease him out or i think he was very cautious like and rightfully so because he's been thrown around the place a bit like um so i think he wanted to see but then he warmed up after a while and he was so affable and so like charming and charismatic and like i really really liked him afterwards like during and afterwards um and I've heard him like you know I've heard him on say Talking Elite where the entire interview is basically him going like I'm not ready to talk about that yet and, like I, that's what I was expecting I was expecting him to be, just be telling me to piss off over and over again, um so I was thrilled when he kind of opened up about some stuff, um yeah no he was that was a, that was a definite highlight but he's um he's a really nice guy I, I think he gets a really shit run of it as well like you know he announced the individual event one I was like a swim and paddleboard and people were like oh for God's sake swim and paddleboard it's like he can't win like you know whatever he says if he didn't have swim and paddleboard people would be bitching there's no swimming and paddleboard and then when he does it's like oh same every year it's like oh come on like you want to test the fittest like he's not going to throw out the whole buck he had previous years they'd be like all those tests were stupid I need to start from scratch like there's obviously going to be crossover and I think you know it's he knows himself that he can't please everyone and he's he's always going to piss someone off with something he does. So he just leans into it. And I think that people then assume, well, he's obviously an asshole because he leans into it. But like if he doesn't lean into it, what's the alternative? He just never gives interviews, never talks to anyone, shies away, doesn't put anything up on Instagram because he's just going to get hate. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a tightrope, I think, that kind of stuff.
0: So let's talk about the games a little bit. Um, you you brought it up with event one. Um <clears throat> You are not able to attend this year because you are giving, well, your wife is giving birth uh, to your new child. Um, well, also because think? of finances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what what is like, what is COVID like? Can you get to the States? Is it just expensive to get to the States?
1: Uh, I haven't looked into the price of it. I, um, no, well, we're on the no-fly list for you. For, like we can't go to America, but Americans can come here. Um, so up until recently, Americans had to, or people arriving from North America had to quarantine for two weeks in a hotel, and it was like three thousand euro, so like three and a half thousand dollars, I guess. And then recently, then we took countries off the list because we're worse, so anyone can come now to Ireland. um I think they have to have a negative test in five days or something. I'm not sure. Um, and then but we got special dispensation because if you looked at, so I didn't realize, I thought like, because America was off our list at that, that, it was like a quid pro quo that like, you know, Hey Joe, we're going to take Americans off the list. Can you take like Irish off the list? Cause you know, you're always going on about how you're from Mayo and there's a big link there. And he was like, no. Um, so like I was talking to Sam Stewart and Emma McQuaid who are flying over for the games, like to participate. And I was like, you know, when, when do you fly out? Because uh, Emma's really good friends at Sam Briggs and Sam Briggs had done the semifinals with Emma. So I assumed when I saw that Sam Briggs was gone back to Ohio, that like Emma was following like a few days later or whatever. Um, and she was like, oh no, we're, we, we can't go. Like we can't get there. So up until last Friday or last Thursday, they were having to go to Dubai or Mexico for two weeks um lived there for like two weeks and then if they went to Dubai I think they would have had to hotel quarantine but if they go to Mexico I think they didn't and then they could go to America and like be normal you know like just enter society or whatever but like obviously not the most ideal um you know games prep to be like in a hotel in Dubai for two weeks or even like in normal if you're allowed to be out in Dubai like you'd melt before you got to America so um, but thankfully, uh, CrossFit sorted it out with, I don't know, whatever, Homeland Security, or I don't know who they sorted it out with. Anyway, but they sorted it out that there was a special dispensation given to athletes from all over the world and a plus one. So Emma, I think, landed in America like yesterday and she's going to Sam Briggs's house and they're going to train together because they're, they're the same coach as well. Um, but he didn't go, I don't think. Um, and then I don't know about Sam. And then there's a couple of Masters athletes as well who they're obviously leaving later because like, they have jobs and stuff and, you know, lives that they have to balance out and checks to balance and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I even if I even if Eric Rosa was like, hey, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> we need you over here with your shitty pull-up banner and your mic <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> I still wouldn't be able to go um, because I, I think I can't like if you look at the, the government website from the USA, it's so funny because it's like uh, Europe including, and then it lists every country in Europe. And it's like, you could just say Europe, like unless unless I have misread it and there's like one country, like Georgia is not it or something, but all the rest of them, like they just have a whole list of all the countries. And it's basically Europe, China and India can't go to the USA. Um, and I think there's issues for Australian athletes because it's so far, because it's so expensive, and then when they come back, they're going to be screwed. Because even Australia and New Zealand now they had like an agreement that you could fly between the two frequently, like no problem. And they've shut that down because the cases in New Ze- in Australia are higher than they are in New Zealand. So New Zealand were like, no, you're not coming back here. So I know there's a few like I know guy Callum who's staying with Sonny Webster and he's just stuck in his house. Um, so he's like record, doing loads and loads and loads of content with him Because he's like I'm stuck here And his, his partner is going to the games on a team So he's not going to get to see her before she goes So he's like just churning out content So that he has some kind of purpose I suppose when he's there But like there's a lot of scenarios like that That are gonna people are going to be stuck in when they come back the other side And like you know you'd worry for people like Kara And you know who have families But um I guess they're the sacrifices unfortunately this year I think people are more desperate than ever this year as well to get there. Um, like even media people are like, I'll get it. I'll, you know, I'll get a loan if I have to, like, I just need to get there because there's just been such a drought of like things to do and look at and content and everything. So I'm excited for it though. Um, and I be interested to see what, what long and very long means in the, the first workout or long and even longer. Um, and the second workout looks shit cool as well.
0: Yeah. I like that second one a lot.
1: <clears throat> I like the announcement as well.
0: Yeah. Classic. That's,
1: That's a good way for Cashman to avoid getting blowback. Because <laughs> yeah. she just has someone, someone famous do it so that no one will comment negatively on. Yeah. My
0: my daughter, who does not care one bit about CrossFit, loved that announcement because <laughs> Schmidt <split>. gave it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that was cool. Um so we're going to be there. Um, we're super stoked about it. Um, you've been there in the past. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? You've been to Madison, right? As expected. Yeah. Not, a, not a game satellite?
1: No. I, well, I was I was discounting myself as like some kind of media guy that turned up. Like I literally bought a ticket and like flew over. No, we stayed. Um, we did. I was actually looking at it. Did you see they put up the picture today of the campsite? um CrossFit I don't know CrossFit Games I think put up that there's there's minimal spots left in camping or whatever and you could see our tent if you like zoomed in on the far left you could see we stayed in one of the like the RX camping ones so the tent was there set up um and it had like aircon and stuff because Orla was pregnant um at the time and she was like I like we couldn't afford a hotel or anything else and Orla was like I'm not staying in a tent and like literally baking this unborn child like so we're getting aircon um but i got serious like fomo when i saw that picture of the campsite because it all all, like everything smells and sounds and everything came rushing back and i got like i actually got a bit emotional where i was like god it's so amazing that it's going to be on and i'm so like happy for people that are going while also hating everyone that's going while also (laughs) loving the fact that it's on you know like it's um no, I think it's it like it's such a good, basically week, and Madison is such a cool city as well. Like it's so, uh, fit. Like there's so much like fit stuff going on, and there's so much like space, and it's so it's just nice. Like because I was in Chicago afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, I feels so boxed in. Like everything was just so high. I was like, I got a creak in my neck for just walking around, but like my head up. Um, but yeah, Madison is cool, and we we actually on one of the, one of the days that there was no uh, events on i think there was like events on one of the days and there was a gap or something um we got like they have electric bikes in madison that you know you rent these little stops or whatever that you rent them at and we got them and i will never forget that orla's bike worked perfectly and mine didn't so like the electric component of my bike just wasn't didn't exist like it was just like an electric bike that had no power and it was the heaviest thing I have ever moved like i was like we were like pedaling i was like oh my god there's so much power in this but then it just stopped and like there's a good few hills in madison as well like it's quite hilly especially when you move away from the center and you you're going through like you know residential areas and i was like you know pumping sweat like standing up like going side to side it was like a stage of the tour de france and orla was like sitting down <laughs> just like barely moving your feet and like like going flying past so then we went to another stop and i was like i'm gonna swap this bike out like screw this so I swapped the bike out, exact same thing happened. I got like 50 feet from the stop and the power cut out in the bike. So like, obviously someone was returning it both times. Someone had returned it like seconds before I arrived and like sat on it or whatever. So that's one of my prevailing memories. And it's really good. There's so many good coffee shops as well. And so many good like Mexicans and stuff like that in the city. Um, But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing that it's on. I just hope, I just hope that it can happen the way that it's meant to happen. I hope that it can, things can keep going in the same direction as they're going. And as I know in America, things have been improving a lot recently. And I hope that it just keeps happening like that. So that there isn't like a sudden shift of like, oh crap, we have to change everything or, because I think the community needs it, I think. And it, like we got flashes of it with semifinals, but I think the big lacking thing from semifinals was the raucous crowd, like the, you know, the huge audience. And I think that's something that everyone's looking forward to seeing again.
0: Yeah. And having been to like three of the live semis that the crowd definitely built over that time. Um, you're right. It wasn't that big raucous crowd that we're used to, but it was getting bigger and bigger each week. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, so what, what are your predictions for this year's games? Uh, since you're you? so good at fantasy fitnessing.
1: Um. <laughs> Every table needs a last place. You so know we do. We do. Um, so you know you have like fantasy football in the in America, like in the states. Um, we have like fantasy football as well, but it's for like the Premier League for soccer. And you pick like eleven players, and then like your subs. And you, you there's a limit. You have an amount of money you can spend, and there's limits. And you get points for goals and assists and stuff like that and clean sheets. And every year, without fail, I start like full like overflowing with hope of like this is it I can feel it I like click save on my team and I'm like I am a god at fantasy <laughs> football look at that team that is incredible there's points all over the place within two weeks it's fallen apart and, like <laughs> three of the players have been sold or someone broke their leg or like every year but I'll still be really hopeful the following year it turns out that it's just any fantasy sport that <laughs> happens to be with where I'm like holy crap, look at this semi-final roster I've picked. And it's like, I mean, nobody's going to touch, what's wrong with everyone? Why are all these athletes not performing the way I expect them to? And then just everything falls apart. Um, Yeah, predictions, like, there's literally no point. Like, there's no point. Like, like, literally anything could happen. Especially 15 events, like, is, that's intense. There's going to be a lot of, like, sprints. And there's going to be a lot of, like, max lifts you'd have to assume because otherwise they're just going to like break people. Um, So then th- like those kind of sprints and those um, heavy lifts have such a huge effect on the leaderboard because some outlier, like look Royce Dunn coming over from Australia. If it's like a one rep max or a three rep max deadlift or something, like he's not going to finish. If like everything would have to go really, really well for him to finish like in the top three, which I hope it does because he's an amazing guy, but everything would have to go incredibly well for him for the entire 15 events for him to finish in the top three. But if some kind of deadlift thing comes up, he's going to kill it and that'll have a big effect on the leaderboard. So like of the 15 events, I like I'm really excited to see them all like lined up so that you can see someone, someone like more intelligent than me, like someone like Brian Friend will look at it and say, all right, these are the three events. Like these are the ones that like really, really will have a huge effect on the leaderboard. Cause there's going to be a lot of flip flopping with some, where some outlier is going to come and do something. And it's going to be like, where did that guy come from? And then you never see them again. Um, but I think that like the first event, um, the swim and the paddleboard, I think a lot of people will be gunning for it because, you know, people like Brent, Tia, like people who, who are strong swimmers and strong paddle will be thinking, here's like, I mean, when was the last time Brent Fikowski had a chance to make some damage on day one? Like he'd be like, oh, amazing confidence builder. Usually day one is terrible. And here I go, like I actually have a good start. And there'd be other people I'm sure like that as well. There'd be other people who always like start to pull stuff back on that event who now have a confidence builder at the very beginning, which is amazing for them. And there's going to be other people who are like, well, thank God that's the first event. And it's just I can forget about it. And I don't need to think about sitting on a paddleboard or swimming for the rest of the week. It's just over with. Like it's done. Like that would be like me if I was at a competition and the workout one had thrusters. I was like, well, at least it's done early. I'm doing it fresh and it's done. And I don't need to think about it ever again. Um, so I think, you know, as a as a first event, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a great spectacle, like especially for people in Madison. Um, like I remember they had the swim, remember, I'm trying to think what it was. It was like swim a certain swim, distance, swim come back and your paddleboard. Swim. Yeah. Oh. I think it was swim, paddleboard swim. I, I can't remember. There was definitely paddleboards in it. It was the time when Tia and Matt McLeod like raced each other at the end. But like we were in the stadium watching the age group because like, you know, I wasn't going to walk.
2: Go there.
1: Yeah. I wasn't going to walk the whole way over and then like miss like four events that I could watch in person to have some shitty view where I'm like peeking around a tree to try and see like, who's that in that hat? Whereas like in the stadium, you had the age group stuff. And then on the big screen, you had footage that was going out live from, I think it was rogue we're doing at the time. So like as a spectacle for people there, it's going to be like a bit meh, but like for us watching at home, that will be fine. Be a fine event. Um, And I think it's a good one to get out of the way early for, people who are going to struggle with it and it's a good one to start with for people who are going to excel at it as well um the second one's going to be a shit show (laughs) the second event
0: i think yeah the the pig has not been there for a long time yeah and there's going to be a lot of people who have never flipped a pig yeah and i know tires are similar to that but it's it is very different from a tire yeah Uh, the fulcrum is different
2: do we know if that event too is on day one or is it just the swim paddle event on day one on Wednesday? Do we know that? I think I they put think out a schedule has
1: been released. No, I think the, the thing he put out was like announcement of it. I don't think he said hmm. when,
0: but I don't know how you get 50 like 14 yeah, more events to. on yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you'd right. almost have to.
2: Well, and they're giving them a rest day on Thursday. So you, You would presume that Wednesday might be slightly stacked with events just because they're taking a rest so I don't think they just do a paddle swim and then rest right and then jam all the other ones in Friday Saturday Sunday
0: yeah kind of like 18 where they did the marathon row at the end of the day and they did like they said it was the toughest first day of the games ever and Mm -hmm. um And then gave them two to error that rest day on Thursday. I can't remember the first two events, but.
1: See, it depends what the other 15 events are. If they know that one of them is a one rep max clean and then one of them is like a, you know, what's going to amount to a six minute time cap and another one's going to be a six minute time cap, then yeah, they can cram them in because you could have like, you could easily put like five, six minute time cap workouts in a day. If you spread them out well enough, it'll be fine. Whereas if there's a good like broad mix of workouts the whole way through, they're going to have to do more than they couldn't just do one event on and they want it to be too sparse. I'd say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Then he's so your man, um, Schmitty says in his announcement, um, he says 42. Like I assume that's cause he talks really quickly in that one part. And I'm like, does he mean like 42 muscle ups? Is he telling the number of muscle ups? Cause he doesn't say the number said- of. He doesn't say the distance weight or anything of the sled and he doesn't say the number of, or the distance of the flip, pig flip. Um, 42 muscle ups is a shit ton of muscle ups to have on top of all that other stuff. And then you're going back trying to grab that rope. after. Like that's going to be, there's going to be carnage at that, I think.
2: Yeah, we don't know if it's ring or bar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we just talked to Jacqueline Jacqueline Dostrom, and she said that that is a bicep burner. Yeah, like it's gonna be rough.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's always good when it's not you doing it. Better
2: than better than <laughs> than us, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I'll be so, interested
1: to see what the rest are though.
0: I think the one thing that. Uh, I'm not convinced it's paddle board. Dave never says the word board in his announcement. He says swim a, a distance, paddle a longer distance.
1: So do you think it's going to be like doggy paddle?
0: I think it's going to be a kayak.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Would you call it paddling on a
0: kayak? Yeah.
1: Would you call it kayaking?
0: Well, you have a you use a paddle to propel. They call it last year when they
1: in a kayak last year no kayak yeah. last year
0: no the only water that was the pool oh yeah two years ago
1: no that was a paddleboard
2: paddleboard
1: I think that was a paddleboard where they didn't have an oar I think wasn't it yeah they were like kneeling on it and remember that some of them were lying down and they were like barely moving and then others knew what to do and they were kneeling well maybe everyone I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking
0: about Dubai
1: everyone's asking for a paddleboard <laughs> Like all the athletes yeah. are like, I uh, yeah. don't have a battle board, please. Now that you're going to see the ball, be like, I uh, don't have a pig. <laughs> um, the next one is the 13th. When is that? Tuesday next week is the next announcement. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll tell all, because if that's if that's a long workout, then they won't, they won't have the three of those on the first day. Whereas if it's a short one, right. that'll be the end of the first day, I'd say. The third workout.
0: Or he could make an announcement for a, an event further down the road, like event nine will be because they've done that in the past too where they've announced them out of order.
1: Yeah, but he has the dates written though. Yeah, he says according like to his is Instagram the
2: post the 13th is going to be the third event. Oh, okay. and The yeah. next one we'll get is the fifth
1: event. Yeah, and on the fourth is OnlyFans. Right. Or on, on field. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be the thousand and fifth person to make that joke
2: i actually if you look at um how many days so we're talking wednesday friday saturday sunday four days one two three four no that doesn't say anything i was just looking at the way it was written i thought board. that as well yeah
1: that it might be broken up but
2: maybe it looks it almost looks like one two and three are on the same day if
1: yeah i thought the same about yeah. 13 14 15 they're kind of all to one side and right yeah but well, i don't know maybe not
2: that would be a brutal day three,
1: too. Wow. You'd rarely guess what he's going to do anyway. Like, if you oh, think well. I have it, <laughs> you're wrong. Completely. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, what are your future goals with the podcast?
1: Oh. Um,
2: World domination?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I think I, I'll... Like, personally, I want to get better at doing it. I think, Um, like, I want to, I want to stay uncomfortable with it. I want to stay, like, because I always get nervous beforehand. Um, I always get really nervous when I'm doing Like, say, this, I was really nervous for this because I, you know, when you have no control over it, like, you know, when it's mine, it's like, I have my notes and I know, like, in my head, I have an idea of where it's going to go. And if it doesn't, I have a few other routes in my head. Whereas when you're on someone else's, you have no control. So I always like, I really get really nervous before doing someone else's. Um, but I still get nervous doing my own, which I think is good because I think if I don't, there's something wrong. I've lost a bit of spark with it maybe. So I want to keep being nervous um, and I want to keep getting more confident with it as well. So I've gotten pretty quick at like five minutes in being like, okay like say, after the fact, when I hang up the call, after about five minutes, I can't remember anything, which is a good sign because it means I've just kind of gone into a flow and it's just been a chat, like a conversation, really casual. Because, I mean, there's been a few where I remember every breath I took because it was just like, oh my God. Um, So if I can have less of those, um, but they're very sparse. So I think I want to stay uncomfortable. I want to stay nervous. um, And I want to keep it growing. It's got this slow, like steady like natural growth about it that it's just slowly like churning away and the number is slowly climbing that as more people are hearing it and i'm getting you know maybe one or two messages a week saying like oh how am i how have i just discovered this now like you know it's you know it's great or whatever and like they're amazing like when you hear someone i like i suppose that every so often i kind of assume everyone that's gonna hear it has heard it now like, this is, this is it. Like, you know, this is the this is the group. And then you get a few more coming in. It's like, oh, like, you know, this is great. Like, keep coming. And then a few more and a few more. And I, I, keep, I think I keep, I want to keep that. Um, I have this thing that I always reply to every message I get. Like, anytime I get a DM, I always reply to it or engage it some capacity. So I want it to grow, but I don't want it to grow to a point where I can't do that anymore. Um, so that makes me a bit nervous that if it goes to, if it goes out of control um, or if I like lose sight of what it's for or like the purpose of it. So that's something I'm always conscious of, of like, you know, it's great having big names. It's great having like, you know, Pat Vellner on great. But like if I'm not asking him questions that people want to hear the answer to or if I'm not like, if I'm not making them think, or if I'm not enjoying the conversation, it's pointless. Cause I could, I could get, you know, I don't know. If I could get Matt Fraser on, but it's shit. What was the point? Like, you know what? Like what am I, if I don't get him to say something that he hasn't said before, it's a waste of his time and my time. And if he doesn't enjoy it and I don't enjoy it, it's a waste of everyone's time. And like no one who listens to it is going to enjoy it then. So I want to keep it, if I can keep it fresh and keep it like, keep myself on my toes, I suppose. And like I am, I think I said earlier on that like, I kind of, I was waiting for this moment of like, ah, it's kind of, kind of a bit shit, but it hasn't come yet. And I think I've surprised myself with how passionate I am about it. And I surprised myself with how, like how many nights I'll stay awake for a couple of hours thinking about like, oh, that'd be a good idea. And then like gestating on an idea and like gladly foregoing sleep to do it. Or like sometimes I'll be driving somewhere and I'll space out for like two hours and I'll have like, obviously I'm driving safe. Like I don't like close my eyes or anything, but um, at the end of the journey, I'll be like, I need to write shit down. Like I need to get my phone. Like, cause I'm after having like 10 different ideas or I'm after thinking of a series I can do, or I'm at like, so I think whatever happens, if I lose that, I'll just stop. If I lose like the nerves or if I lose that kind of passion where it's like, you know, I love sitting down, writing questions, thinking of things to talk about. I love researching the people. I love like stupid things. Like I love coming up with the stupid names for the episodes. Like I love doing that. I love when I can think of one. I love when I have like, three days of like shit like this episode is out in three days and I can't think of a name for this and I'm like you know googling like famous people with the same name or I'm like you know is there any phrases that contain something close to that person's name I love that because it's like that panic like I hated it at the time but I love that I've painted myself into this corner of having to think of a stupid name for every episode instead of just you know like I could have just called it number one joe nangle but instead i was like cup of joe and then i was like oh crap now i have to do this with every episode ever but I was like oh, i'm okay with it um so like yeah there's there's i think if you find joy in like the little things that you do with it like you're never going to get bored of it like i find like i get so much joy out of like clearing off my whiteboard and writing down august and like the numbers for the episodes in august like you know and leaving the blank space for the name, I get so much joy out of that because it's like every month is a totally clean slate. Every episode is a totally clean slate. Every post on Instagram or story or whatever is something totally fresh. And at any time, you can just totally change direction with it because it's mine and I can do whatever I want with it. Um, But yeah, like I got a message yesterday. So I had Carl Steadman. Do you know Carl Steadman? He does like, he's on seminar staff. Oh, we talked about him, didn't we? Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's on seminar staff, and he's uh, he's a cool guy. Um. Like, probably a word that's bandied around too much is like he's real. You know, but he is really real. Like he's like he couldn't give a shit what anyone thinks of him. Um. And he just says exactly what he thinks, and like, and, but he's not an asshole about it. You know, the way a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm just real, I'm just myself, and I just say whatever I want, and you know that that person is just a dickhead. Um. But he's actually a nice guy. Um. But. I got a message off someone who so she's messaged me like intermittently for different guests I've had on and been like that really hit home. And like she did it yesterday and I got really emotional when she was messaging me because it was like, for me, it was just a conversation with Carol. It was just a chat. But for her, it clearly changed something for her. The stuff that we talked about clearly had an impact on her. She sent me like, you know, those essay like, multi-text like can't fit it into one message and sent me like 10 in a row of like you know holy shit this episode was amazing like and little like insignificant things at the time that he said really rang home for her and she's like I'm a coach and I coach a different sport but my god the stuff he was saying just really like really hits home like at one point he had said I asked him a question about I can't even remember what I asked him but in in his answer at some point anyway he just said you know people are people And like, it was just a throwaway comment for him and for me hearing it, it was just I was just like, oh, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Like, you know, sometimes people are great. Sometimes they're assholes. Sometimes it's a mix, you know, sometimes they have a good day and a bad day or whatever. But for her, she was like, I really needed to hear that, like, because I have those days where I coach and everything goes terribly and I don't know why. And then I have days where I coach and everything goes amazing and I don't know why. And it's easy to forget that it's like you're dealing with people like that. They could be coming to you after having a shit day at work and not wanting to be there, or they could be coming to you full of beans and like, you know, let's hit it and everything just works perfectly. And like, when I got that those messages from her, I was like, I sent them straight on to Carol and he was like, Oh, you're going to make me emotional. And I was like, I am emotional because it's like the, the power of speech is just incredible that like a casual conversation between two people can resonate so strongly with that's just one person that messaged me. Like, even if it is just one person that listens and i've said this from the start when i started it that if one person listens and if one person enjoys it i'm that's that's it i'm great that's that i'm great with that that's i'm really happy with that um so yeah if i stop enjoying it and if everybody stops listening then i'll stop but as for where it's going i don't have a clue like i'll never reach the heights of like talking elite or you know Savan or like there's certain people that just have like pull like that they can just say I've reached out to people who have been like ah oh, I'm not sure or like oh talk to my manager or whatever. And then like a week later I'll see them on the Savan show or I'll see them on talking elite and it's like okay I get it. You know, but like I don't think I'll ever be at that level and I'm fine with that. Um because you know you've had Justin on everyone loves an underdog. So if you keep punching above your weight Every punch is a knockout. You know, like if you if you shouldn't be there in the first place, then every every swing you make is perfect because like you're not lose. You know, it's not like I don't have any income from this. I don't have. I have a job. I have a career. I have a family, so I don't need to do it. So the fact that I don't need to do it, I think, takes a lot of pressure off. Where like it doesn't matter if an episode flops. I don't really care. Like if one person's listening to it, or if if ten people listen and one one of those ten says, oh, "I like that," that's great i don't really care after that um you know don't get me wrong it'd be great if like i don't know, Nike want, want to sponsor the show or whatever that'd be great or like rogue like i could do with some gear but like that's what it is it's a hobby so um i think like i talked to you know Veiki, you know that does um he does like media work, like con his own content, and he does. He did loads of graphics on the Granite Games pictures. He like drew on them and like re- they reshared them and stuff. But he's a cool guy. But he's similar. Um, I think he has aspirations to make it like his career, like to to make media his career. But he has we like a lot of stuff he said kind of resonated with me. Where it's like when it's yours, like when it's your own thing, like it really doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it because it's yours, and once you can stand over it and say. I'm really happy with that I know I put in good work doing that research. I know I I connected with that person. I know we chatted well. I know they said some valuable stuff, or they said some stuff they haven't said before. Then after that, like who cares?
0: Yeah, that's really beautiful. We're we're in it for the money, so none of that matters to us. But
1: <laughs> how much am I getting paid for this episode? By the way, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm
2: just kidding.
0: Actually, I I agree with you a lot that. <clears throat> that's the magic of it like discovering things about people that you never heard before um, is is why i do this i love asking questions that nobody else has asked and finding out answers that nobody else has heard and that's that's what gives me the juice to keep going um every day but even and, the relationships that come from it like oh, yeah we, we're
1: in touch a good bit so, like, that's shit, obviously. But, like, I've had good relationships come from it as well. No, but, <laughs> I've, had, uh, no, but I've had, like, like we talk to each other a lot. And I think we yeah. kind of, like, you know, semi-soundboard off each other. And, like, you know, we've had, like, you know, semi-deep conversations, I think, when the other has needed it, you know, needed a bit of a boost or whatever, or a bit of a vent or whatever. But, like, I have people that I consider friends that I've met exclusively through the podcast, either people who listen and who I talk to. There's some of them I talk to every day. There's some of them I talk to every week. Then there's people like, I consider like, you know, Michael Dalton to be like one of my best friends. And I only know him from interviewing him, staying in touch with him afterwards and like DMing back and forth and sending each sure other stupid stuff. Same like, you know, I'd consider Can Porter a good friend, like Royce a good friend. Like there are people that I met exclusively through this who we stayed in touch with afterwards like Brandon Swan there's a lot of Australians actually um but (laughs) there's you know there's people that like again it's probably people I should have never gotten to speak to like I should like how would our paths have ever have crossed if it wasn't for this same like James Hobart I was emailing him last week trying to organize an interview and he was like asked me about my family and like knew the names and you know like stuff like that where it's like our paths would never have crossed if it wasn't for this so it's like even if it stops tomorrow it's been amazing and like there's been amazing relationships have come out of it um but i think the key to it was we talked about this before scott but the key to it was a long time ago thankfully i stopped giving a shit about the numbers and i stopped caring about how many followers how many likes how many listens how many what i just detached myself from it completely and it was so liberating to be like, holy shit, like that doesn't actually matter at all. And then I restarted focusing on like getting a message saying that was a good episode, and that's enough. And sometimes I don't get any messages, so it must be shite, but I still enjoy it.
0: <laughs> I uh, I've got to tell you, one of the best times of my life was uh Kat and I were in Knoxville for the Mac, and you had sent audio messages, and we kept going back and forth with audio messages. Um, for probably an hour that day, um, yeah, and kind of like our first, uh, our first dive with morning chalk up, um, and that you cared to like check in on us and see how it was and how cool it was, uh, that really made our weekend. Um, I guess I'm, I'm speaking for cat, but we had a, we just were laughing so much with you back and forth about all that, and that's it made it exhaustion. special. <laughs> But yeah, it made it really special and uh, and cool. And I'm glad you could jump on with us. Um, we've we've already gone over an hour, um, and so shit, I want to yeah. I want to give you back your, your time. I'm um, also rethinking we'll how again, many man. times I
1: said shit and shite and stuff as well, because I know you guys are quite careful about. You're selective about your. I'm lives, not. Say. That we're, that.
2: I'm not. Nah, we're okay.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fine.
0: Um, and so yeah, we'll have to do this again, man. Um, yeah,
1: we just shoot the breeze. I'm a nervous talker, and I'm conscious that I talked a lot there. So it's all
0: good. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, and we'll do it again.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. It's great. We'd we'll actually talk about the games
0: the next time. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up, please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.